Hey, this is Ben. This is ADH Doers. This guy with sunglasses just came in and he wanted to say a message. Okay. Neo, I wish you to know that when we pass this point, the insights of human behavior change will be revealed to you and the possibilities will be endless. There is no going back from here. All right, a bit creepy, but cool. Let's go. If I can do it, then you can too. All team together and we'll make it through. I've been going solo for all too long. And it's time, it's time to move on. ADH doers, ADH doers, ADH doers, ADH doers. Hello, hello. Hi, Welcome. <laughs> Two ADHD explorers made by ADHD doers. We're a big group of cool people, and today we're exploring habits. You habits because <laughs> okay, I really wanted to share this because it's just been the biggest breakthrough. I uh, learned I had ADHD about a year and a half ago, maybe two years, mm-hmm. and over all that time, I think a few books have really helped me and I think one of the main ones has been Atomic Habits. Yes. And from what I've learned and through what I've implemented, it's really changed my life. And I think like, like Addy, I'm sure you have those experiences where you have a journal system or you have that day where you like dream big for the future and you try and do it all at once, this new stuff. And it's really hard to implement because it's overwhelming. You're like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna, and you're like, I'm going to change gonna... everything all at right. once. <laughs> and then it comes crashing down. Like we're so optimistic that day we write down all the things and we're like, oh, you know, I can do this. I can do this. And then maybe if I just do this, that process of changing a huge amount is hard. And through this, these books I've been reading, have helped me understand habits in a whole new way and how to change them way easier. So what we wanted to do for you today is just take everything I've learned over not just reading these books, but trying to implement them as an ADHD and share that information with you all and see how it can improve your life. Because it's honestly been like surprisingly good. Like I know that Maybe you've got a life you're satisfied with, and that's great. But if, 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 if you're in a situation where you feel stuck or if you feel like you don't even have the motivation to do things, if you don't even have this self-belief that you can uh, do a tiny thing, then this is exactly the podcast for you. Because like, I was in a state of mind where I was so depressed I didn't have the ability to have any faith that I could get anything done. I couldn't focus on things. I was in a real hard place. And, you know, a few things helped, like um, having a therapist uh, that, and like practicing just three times a day, two-minute meditations. That was really helpful to just get a baseline of focus and attention. But yeah. what really <laughs> made a huge difference is... Atomic Habits, the book by James Clear. Mm-hmm. And 
this is basically the best bit. So <laughs> strap in and get ready to learn some cool stuff. Yeah, and there's a few different oh. um, kind of <laughs> books out there on habit change. Um, there's The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, mm. which I think yes. um, um, James Clear like talks about or at least yeah. uses like as a reference in um, – his book as well and then there's a few out there there's like tiny habits um yes so they all kind of talk about similar methodology i believe yeah and the reasons behind it um so i listened to the power of habit a while ago i think on your audible account ben (laughs) yeah cool yeah (laughs) it's a great book it's crazy (laughs) it's nice how it teaches it through stories it's a nice one to start off with the power of habit it's very narrative and yeah it talks about like um how habits affect things in our lives like really what it gets down to is that everything is a habit right everything yeah like we don't really do much in our lives out of conscious choice because can you imagine like if we were consciously making choices to do every single thing in our day like get up turn the light on like if we had to think that would require so much brain power it would take so so much juice yeah so i think like our brain makes it automatic and Mm -hmm. i see it as if like the neuronal the neuron connections we make it's almost like skiing in snow like let's say um there's a mcdonald's and you see the m Mm -hmm. so when we see the m we get a craving for, for what that's going to taste like. Like, and they've shown this um, in the science. We get, we imagine in our head what that's going to taste like. Mm-hmm. And that is a craving, right? Yeah. That's like, oh, I want that. And so we associate that big golden M with that feeling. Mm-hmm. And that is like, in the skiing metaphor, it's like you're wearing in this path in the snow. Um, which is a new neural connection. It's a mental habit or a mental loop. And then after you get the craving comes your response to that. It's like, what are you going to do about it? What is your action? Mm-hmm. And so you go in the McDonald's and then the next stage they call reward, which is, you know, you get, you get to eat the burger. And that's like the best thing. You got what you were craving for and that gives you the biggest dopamine hit. You know, which is what motivates us hugely. So in just driving down the highway, let's say, you're seeing these M's. You've tasted a burger before. You might be hungry. This this is what companies use to get us to do things. Yeah. Advertising, everything builds these neural loops in your mind of associations and these uh, like hyperlinks between concepts that make them automatic in your brain. So as soon as you see that M, boom, it hits you. You, you. you see the adverts in your head. You know, it's on a subconscious level, of course, but but like you crave after they show you an image. Like that's, that's like the ultimate kind of, uh, what's it called? Like what companies would dream of you know that's like (laughs) brain training it's like Mm -hmm. it's like uh hypnosis almost Mm -hmm. you know okay so how can we use these to our advantage or like how can we hop on that train and like understand this mechanism well enough 
to just like make our lives way better. Yeah. And so I think there's also something with like ADHD is in the first place of like we struggle a bit more to build good habits yes, or yes. to break bad habits, I think, because we have that do- dopamine craving. So I think we fall into that, like those loops right. more easily maybe. There's totally like almost two mindsets when I feel like it comes to ADHD. It's like you can be chasing the next dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. Which could be anything from like masturbating to porn or like exercising or, you know, watching your favorite show nonstop. Mm-hmm. And then a bag of chips. <laughs> so, yeah, bag of chips. So you can do it in a really like a way that reinforces bad habits mm. or you can do it. There's this, the other mode is like when you do the things you know you should do, you get a really good dopamine hit there too. Mm. It's like a deep, deep satisfaction because you're like, wow, I really needed to do this today. You know, when you achieve something that you know you should do, like, I don't know, laundry or cooking something <laughs> tasty for yourself. And you can learn to get off on those good habits. And that's what this, this we are exploring today, which yeah. is like my journey these last two months have been learning to just do the good habits. So... So I shall I just share some yeah. information or like you want to chat about something? Okay. Let's go into it. Let's <laughs> jumpy jump. Okay. Yay. Okay. I'm like super excited. Okay. This is the four. Uh, James Clear, the writer of Atomic Habits, is an academic researcher for habits. And so is all the others that we're going to mention. Um, but what James Clear breaks it down to are four principles that you can add to your life if you want to make new good habits let's say you want to start a running um habit or a meditation habit like that's one like a a habit that is a i call it like a jetpack like it enables other things like exercise is also one right because it gives you so much endorphins and focus for the rest of the day when you're mm. morning exercise right that's one yeah I so i asked that. the community um we didn't get a huge amount of responses because the story wasn't up for long but one of the things i asked was just like have you read the big habit books and like what's your thoughts on habits and blah blah, blah. and one of the responses was um if you're going to start any habit start mm. meditation because it, the best habit to try and learn is meditation. It's a lifesaver is kind of what they said. So, yes, wow. if you're trying to start a new habit, that's maybe really it's meditation. Cool that, <laughs> that's what the community shared. Well, there's definitely a lot of uh, wise people in the community. And I know that that, like, we could definitely talk about implementing a meditation habit and how you do that. Um, in fact, while we go through this, we can make it, we can make it the, a habit like, as an example to implement. Um, and so the first principle, he says, is to make it obvious. Let's say it's a good habit you want to implement, like meditation. Make it obvious. So you know what you did when you put your journal yes. next to your coffee machine? <laughs> it's if there. you like he says your environment is the invisible hand that guides human behavior. Mm-hmm. So like if you are a if you're in a candy store. There's all those colors, there's all those bright things, there's all those smells, all these sensations that are triggers to make you want to eat the candy, you're probably going to eat some candy. If you're yeah. growing 
up in a family of freaking guitarists who are amazing, who talk about guitar and music all the time. And there's an expectation to be a really high standard, then you're going to automatically be pretty good at guitar. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like you have things sitting out. So like you have your guitars behind you right now. Like I can see them on the video. Right. right. And, uh, and that means it's just there. It's easier to like. grabbable. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas like like, I got into calligraphy last year and mm. Um, while I was doing it, I was doing like a Skillshare class. I have my stuff out on the table all the time. And then when I was done with that one class, I like put mm. it away. My friend got me like a really nice pan and stuff, like an ink dipper. Nice. And, but I put it on nice. my shelf, like kind of hidden away. And oh. I never do calligraphy. <gasps> right. So it was hidden. Mm-hmm. So, so make that's... it obvious. Put it like my journal on the table next to the nice. coffee machine. Open. But... In fact, that's a good principle for if you want to, like, change a habit that's not so good. Like, let's say you're wasting all your time playing video, like, and you don't want to play video games. Mm. Um, you could, <laughs> what um, the creator of ADHDoers does, uh, Amin is his name, he unplugs his console after he's finished playing and he puts oh, it in a closet. Oh, oh, that's so good. And then it's also, like, more of an effort to right. do that thing when you right. want to do it. Yeah. So so our environment literally shapes us way more than we give it credit for. We put so much pressure, especially as ADHDers, on this willpower that we don't really have. Like mm. why you don't need willpower when you implement these principles, which is what I've realized, mm-hmm. which is a massive breakthrough for me. So, for example, talking about avoiding bad habits and hiding stuff, I waste all my time on Reddit hours a day (laughs) in taking all this excess information Mm -hmm. so what i've done now every time i see it and i'm like i try and uninstall it Mm. i uninstall the app so i have to go on it on the browser on my phone yeah i did that with facebook (laughs) no way okay awesome yeah and how did it help listened or i watched whatever that like youtube not youtube netflix documentary is that talks about how they're like psychologically planning and like yeah exactly um and so i um, it's helped like i still go on it a couple of times a day um but it definitely it's not like constantly there like it was when i was less pretty less fluid you know that's definitely the case for me with reddit is like it doesn't have a dark mode on the browser and so at night i'm not like looking at it when I'm trying to sleep because it's mm. blindingly white and really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I can reinstall it in a few days, but <laughs> it makes it that much harder because I'm uninstalling it. And yeah. like for the four days it's uninstalled, I'm so happy and together. <laughs> I'm like creative and peaceful. And the difference, like I haven't had to use willpower for that because I just don't see the icon. I don't, it's not in the place it normally is. It's just yeah, the gap. Yeah, so you've made it not obvious anymore. Yeah, make it not obvious if it's a yeah. bad habit and make it obvious if it's a good habit. Some more examples for making stuff obvious is um, making a launch pad, um, which is a place you store your stuff and you can make a launch pad for your running shoes and clothes like by your door or visible from your bed when you wake up. 
And what that provides is a visual cue in your environment, super easy, it's already prepared, there's the least resistance to start because it's just there. Yeah. So that goes along with one of the other ones, which is easy, right? So the four that are the tenets of creating a good habit or breaking a bad one are Mm -hmm. obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying, right? Make it obvious, make it easy, make it attractive, make it satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. And so that easy, like having everything in one place is like feeds into that easiness. Yeah, let's talk about (laughs) easy. Like you want to, like if you're going to bake a cake, right? Sometimes in my brain, I get kind of overwhelmed. I'm like looking at the instructions (laughs) and then I'm looking at the ingredients. I'm like, but when you get all the ingredients together Mm -hmm. to do that task and think of that as the first stage, it makes it way easier. I think Peter Shankman in his book um, about ADHD, which is amazing, it's called Faster Than Normal. It's a huge recommendation because it talks about ADHD in such a positive light. Mm Mm-hmm. A faster than normal. Um, he talks about how when you're doing a task, bring out the tools for it at the beginning. Yeah. And then have that as your first stage of doing anything. And that makes it super easy because then you're not breaking your attention up to find a tool or like find your nails to hang the painting. It's like all there together at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that makes it way easier. In the reverse, If you have something that you do all the time that's maybe wasting a lot of time or getting in the way of putting good habits on, then you can make it hard, just like we've been saying. It's like put the PlayStation in the closet if you're spending too much time on it and you don't want it. Um, Or, you know, if you are um, picking all your spots, which I (laughs) used to do a lot. You know what I did? I got rid of all my mirrors. Oh, so you couldn't see so them to I pick could, at them. I didn't even see this. And you know what happened? Because I wasn't so focused on them, they went away. Yeah. I wasn't picking <laughs> them, making them worse. They went away. So yeah. that was an interesting thing. That's like Have also a, um, with like biting my nails. So I guess this is mm. like that, that kind of moves on to the, one of the next uh, things, which is attractive, make it attractive or in my case, unattractive. So hmm. um, I paint my nails. Right now they're chipped, but because they're painted and they're pretty, it, it, it's attractive to me, which makes ah. it unattractive to bite my nails, right? Because I'm like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> that take is off a great my nail paint. <laughs> idea. So has it worked, making your hands pretty? I have been better at, I mean, every so often I'll catch myself doing it, but I am definitely getting better about not biting my nails. Ah, <laughs> so you have a you have an, a motivation not to. So you're making it harder to yeah, exactly. bite them. You, yeah, just and, making uh, it. You're making that challenge interesting too. Yeah. So making things attractive slash interesting. It's like if there's a habit that you want to implement, but you aren't like gonna enjoy that much let's say you want to do morning runs and you want that early hit of your natural coffee in your head you know it's what it feels like (laughs) um what you can do is you can stack it with something you love like Mm -hmm. you can do both at once like so let's say (laughs) right right 
you can listen to a podcast. You can listen to your favorite music. You can listen to a book you really want to listen to. You can, you can freaking take your camera on, on with you and like in Yes Man and you can run around taking photos or you can run around with like a little, uh, grabber and pick up rubbish if you want and make it like a treasure hunt. You know, or you can find new bits of the city that you've never done, or you can draw random stuff on GPS. You know, there's so many options to make it like interesting um, and fun for you because you're not going to do it if you don't want to do it. Yeah, so, it, I think the example that is used in the book is like if you're um, eating fruit or you're trying to eat more fruit, right? Go for the ones that you like first. Yes. Like, because it's going to be easier to eat the fruit that you already like rather than like doing the new ones. <laughs> it's so freaking true. It's so true. Like healthy eating is such a, a weird thing to implement, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm just going to eat salad and it's going to be fine. Like it's, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because you have to get foods that you like and prepare it in a delicious way. And so like, I've got all that, I got like 10 kilograms heavier during COVID. And one of my habits I've been trying to implement is eating healthy. Mm -hmm. And well, like eating with less intake of calories that I'm spending. Mm -hmm. So, so what I've been doing is I've been trying to like figure out like, what is the most delicious things I can eat? That's like, basically fruit vegetables nuts you know nothing unhealthy nothing fatty nothing complex carby nothing like and um i thought i'm gonna make it simple as i can yeah. no extra thought i don't know enough about food so i was just like i'm just gonna eat fruit veg um some sort of like lean protein nuts just that really yeah. like not even like really that many carbs and that made it so simple. And then I just had to figure out how to make it delicious. So I've yeah. been like making like a red pepper as a boat. Put in some oh, avocado. yeah, you sent me those pictures. <laughs> yeah, it's been so good. I put some uh, avocado, salt, pepper, and, and maybe a bit of like rotisserie chicken on top, which is like delish or like whatever, or maybe some some barbecue tofu if you're a vego, vegan. Um you can make it crisp, crispy even. Um, and so what that has done is like even having one idea like that has made me think like, wow, there's so many ways to make things delicious that I never knew about. Like putting little, like a bit of uh, whatever food you have. It's like I've been putting marinades on, which are like a bit of acid, a bit of lemon juice, a bit of, you know, a bit of a balsamic, mixing that together. And it, transforms the taste and you don't need much for a huge flavor punch and so what this has all done is made very kind of what could have been really bland boring food absolutely delicious and it's so yeah. colorful and i take a little photo of it to celebrate and you know like i send it to my friends and i'm like yo look at this delicious thing i made oh my gosh um and that and also feeds into like the cool. next one, which is satisfying, right? And so because it's attractive to you and then when you eat it, it's delicious, then it's satisfying <sighs> and then it fills that habit loop because yes. the habit loop is those four things of cue, craving, response, and reward, and it feeds into that reward system, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's like you're mm. rewarding yourself. Like uh, Charles, uh, sorry, James Clear says that one of the most key things with making new habits is 
making you get a reward from the very beginning. Mm. So the way he says this is like, let's say you're starting a meditation habit. Don't start with 10 minutes even. Don't start with five. Start with one minute. Yeah. One minute. Because (laughs) anyone anyone can do that. Anyone can sit or stand. You don't need to even sit. You can stand or you can lie down if you really want. Don't let anyone tell you you can't meditate lying down. Um, And you can, you can, you can just uh, watch the sensations of your nose for one minute. And if you catch yourself thinking, you return to your nose and that's one bicep curl of meditation. So with just one minute, like one minute, and then the hardest bit is like implementing a habit, right? It's just you're digging in, you're plowing a new path in the snow, in your neuronal connections, and that's the hardest bit. But once it's carved the first time, once you've got that in your daily routine, then you can like play with it a bit. You can make it a, like a bit longer. You can find other benefits of it. But what it does, after one minute of doing that, you instantly have that reward. You can tick it off and you're like, yes, I did it today. Yeah. Dopamine hit. You get it. You get it. And so like that's been freaking cool. And just it makes it easier because you're not instantly becoming this ultimate person. This is about becoming who you want to be 1% by 1% a day yeah like incremental changes right like the 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 quote is habits are the compounded interest of self-improvement right and so it's like just slowly and slowly and and that obviously is good habits um because like i said before pretty much everything is a habit (laughs) right but yeah good habits compounded is self-improvement and so we want one percent every day yeah 1% 1% every day, every year is what? 365% better. <laughs> and, and so one story I can tell is from the beginning of Atomic Habits and it's about the British cycling team and how they came to dominate in the 2008 Beijing Olympics because mm-hmm. they were kind of a joke before. No sponsors would take them. Okay, They were seen as like a joke. They were like, oh, them Brits, la, la, la. But then they suddenly started winning everything. And you know what they did? Compounding interest of habit change. They Mm. improved every little thing they could. They were like, what massage gel improves the recovery of these athletes the most? Oh. And it's a tiny (laughs) specific thing, right? You wouldn't think, but because they'd recover a bit faster, they could train more. And all, like they even looked into the what mattress helps get the most restorative sleep. Um, sleep. And so what, what helmet was most aerodynamic? What, like, what, uh, you know, what tires? They'd all, they did all of these tiny, tiny atomic specific things that improved overall when you when you when you change like a bunch of things 1% when you change like hundreds of things 1% it made them become amazing and then mm. then they started winning all those gold medals and so this is what we're doing to our lives yeah and i think i think you know let's say that you just get yourself a nice water bottle 
or you ha- you you and then you want to drink more water. Mm-hmm. Let's say you uh you want to sleep a bit better. You get a a pillow, or you start even knowing this information about making your environment conductive to how you want to be. Yeah. Like even knowing that changes the trajectory of your life one percent, so that you end up in such a different direction, mm-hmm. in such a different place than you would have. Um, and I think it's just it's just a it's like the matrix of ADHD <laughs> to me, and that's why I'm like raving about it because because I honestly believed that I couldn't change. I honestly thought that I was stuck mm. forever and it made me depressed and it made me sad and it made me feel powerless. And so, so n- yeah, with this, it's something amazing. Something that I think is interesting that is from The Power of Habit that um, Charles Duhigg talks about. I don't know how much um, James Clear talks about it, but is the fact that you can't actually, you don't normally change a whole habit, Right because a habit has all these different sections to it. It has the cue, it has the routine, it has the reward, um, um, the craving, all of these different sections, right? And so changing all of that is is very difficult. It's it's almost impossible. You're um, like basically turning, going straight into a pile of snow at that point in the skiing metaphor. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. if you see a patch that's like, I don't know, a bit, softer snow but not um not completely packed down and you're kind of veering off that's like changing one part of the habit so you're changing usually what we're doing in that habit loop section is we're changing the routine part right so the cue stays the same the reward often stays the same or similar and what we're doing is we're just like switching out or at least that's the easiest way to make changes right you can make that trigger yeah, your trigger is um, you are, are getting up at like 3 p.m. every day and you're eating a bag of chips <laughs> and you're like, well, yeah. why am I doing this? And you realize it's like <laughs> <laughs> you're bored. And so the yeah. cue in that case is boredom. It's boredom. And the reward is, you know. Bag of chips. Your, your bag of chips. It's <laughs> great. Yeah, freaking yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... What you can do in that case is you change the habit part. So when you feel that, come on, go eat, I don't know, an apple or something else that is also giving you a reward and you're getting a similar reward as well. And then you don't have to like make those big changes. It's just like switching out parts of your habit, right? Yeah. Yeah, like one thing I found fascinating about what you're saying is he says, um, sometimes we're craving a sensation. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say we're restless and bored. We go on Reddit. But what we're really craving is stimulation, is right? <laughs> stimulation. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's social connection. And I mm. feel like when I have had a real social time, I'm not as craving for read it anymore because i've got such stimulation from the socializing yeah that's true in the same some people like when they masturbate to porn um like i'm not saying it's a bad thing but some people don't want to do it um um, what they're craving is loving connection oh yeah and intimacy even physical intimacy 
and uh, porn is a substitute and it can be a huge substitute because you get such a big amount of emotions and you know if you if you do that for a long time you're like why you still miss that intimacy I feel and so what I'm trying to say is that people people are people are substituting things for what they they are craving and I think that's what leads to bad habits is we're craving something that we maybe can't get or maybe we is out of is not obvious or is maybe hidden away or maybe friends are somewhere else or maybe we live alone or something like that mm. and it all affects us because our environment is what makes us what we are yeah way more that's the new science and he Which talks about James Clear in the in the in, blah, 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 in Atomic Habits talks about how um, the environment, like you said, is that like invisible hand, and how oftentimes that is external, right? Sometimes it can be internal; those cues, like it can be an emotion that triggers something, like you said, like a craving for attention or or affection yeah. or whatever. Um, but I, yes. the majority of the time, um, your environment is external I think and so it's things like for example my partner um was trying to quit smoking cigarettes um Mm. and so when we were away we went to his family home and he wasn't smoking because um the cue's not there which is him sitting in his his bus that he lives in um and he has them there and so it's like this environment in itself is the cue Right? right, and then as soon as we got back, he started smoking again. And wow, that <laughs> really shows it, doesn't it? That really yeah. shows it that it's just down to like sometimes the cue isn't there. Like for yeah. example, a lot of people are uh, what do they call it? Social smokers, or like they just do yeah. it when they're drinking, right? And they chase the drink, and you're outside, and you smell it. Trigger. You you mm. crave one, mm-hmm. but when you don't smell it, when you're n- when you're in a f- giant field in the Alps of Switzerland, <laughs> there's no cigarettes for a hundred miles. You're not even going to think about it because yeah. there's no stimulation in that direction. Like, I I find it fascinating that these mechanisms are something that most people aren't aware of, mm-hmm. and I think that because a lot of people aren't aware of it. Companies can have the power to manipulate us. Oh, for sure. Using these <laughs> principles. For example, social media is dangerous <laughs> in this way because it plays into that need for attention that we crave, that that need for affection, that need for approval that is a healthy need that we all have. You know, mm-hmm. it's like what bonds us as a society and keeps us together. It's way more effective and to live together as a group. And and there's layers upon layers of, like with the endless scroll, for example, there's no cue to end. Mm. And with the, when you do the refresh and it makes all these new posts, it's the same as like when you're at a, jackpot machine in vegas pulling the chain you're like oh maybe there'll be a new novel thing this time mm-hmm. maybe they'll it's like it's like oh maybe there'll be a new thing and that plays into our need for novelty and interesting things and new things we haven't seen before 
And I just wanted to say a little note about that because I know that that is a, a massive trap and time suck. But I've seen people build new relationships with social media that's like really nice and like really useful. Mm. Like just uh, like Lex Friedman is a podcaster and he just does 10 minutes a day, which is amazing. He posts, reads some comments, jumps. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, maybe I should do that. But then also a lot of what I do for kind of work stuff is Instagram based. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. That is, don't it get makes me it started hard on that. When, like, so yeah, I post the stories obviously on ADHD doers and like, um, and then I'll go to like post a story or whatever and um, then I'm on the app. And so it's like it's there and it's just like you fall into that yeah. habit loop easy like because it's they there, made... that environment. <laughs> When you're when you post a reel, the moment it goes up, it starts the reels, which is really odd. Like I posted my first reel ever, and then there was a reel that popped up, and it was a fire alarm going off, Mm. saying meme alert, meme alert, and some guy yelling like, "Oh my gosh, you got to hear about this new sound!" (laughs) And I was like, "Kill me! What? Like this isn't." Like, I get that this is good for making people spend time on the app. Like, it's good for the business. But in terms of usability, it was so ugly. <laughs> it was so ugly. I was, like, posting this beautiful, relaxing guitar piece. And then it came up and I was like, ew. Like, that is so cheap to me as a business. But, like, I'm, it works because then you're in the end the scroll. Yeah. And it was terrifying. So, so what's some habit you, you've, or some of your habits that you have been like either trying to start or break recently? Great question. Okay. So I looked at like one of the main things was spending less time on Reddit, which mm-hmm. has been really great, deleting the app. Sometimes, in fact, ha- not having my phone, I put it in a drawer. It Like I check my messages and I've batch them but I have it in a drawer so it's not out so it's not vibrating Mm -hmm. and I put it on I put it on do not disturb by default now Mm -hmm. like I still can get my calls on my my watch which is handy yeah and that can get through so if if there's an emergency but every time it vibrates it's a trigger Mm-hmm. For each notification, like notifications are terrifying. So like one, I've already like killed all my notifications. Yeah. That for was like, like Instagram and all of Instagram. that. That was really good. Unless it's DMs and then yeah. I get them. But oh, otherwise. That's, idea. that's smart. Yeah. And so phone in the drawer is really good. Um, and that's made me just like less likely to pick up my phone, more likely to use my journal because I, I find it hard to like plan a day because I got like mm. open days at the moment. So I like write down and I ask myself, what am I doing today? Um, a good habit, that's a good habit that I'm implementing is always I've got my journal and pen on my desk. Yeah. No matter what. And that's really good. I've put my notes app front and center on my front home page of my mm-hmm. phone. I've got a google home doodad so i can implement like you do with if i have a new calendar event i'm rubbish at keeping track with calendar events so every time there's a new event i say hey 
do 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 the the brand of the search engine um it will go off if i say it um <laughs> can you make a new event it's this and then it's in my calendar on my phone and on yeah. my computer and then i can say in the morning i'm like hey what's on tomorrow and it will oh, tell me what am i doing my today? whole yeah. life and like <laughs> that seems so obvious but like that is such a breakthrough for me after not having like any structure for a, a while it's like so that's wow, good because okay. then what the cue is is like someone tells me i have a thing tomorrow or an yes. event and then you're starting the habit of like if you're at home immediately asking your google home to put it in your calendar yeah and you taught me that and it's been so good that it's in your calendar not missing at things <laughs> not yeah missing things. <laughs> the reward is like life becomes an easy i feel like when you implement all these little one percent changes with all this all these principles in mind it's like life does become a kind of flow mm-hmm. it becomes easier because there's no decisions to make we wake up in the morning with if a hundred percent battery right if we've not slept right we wake up with like let's say 60 percent battery (laughs) adhd brains like we aren't working with many decisions we've got a limited amount of decisions we can make with that brain juice right Mm. so if we if we have to make like freaking 10 decisions before breakfast what am i gonna wear today what am i gonna do today you're gonna be out of that battery and at and at from 9 p.m. onwards you're going to be eating that bag of chips you're going to be yeah you're going to be scrolling that reddit because you want to feel good and you're just out of juice so what this does it's kind of like what what my experience has been is that life does become a flow because i'm just trying to make all decisions beforehand so i don't have to think about anything i don't think if i'm going to eat that bag of chips because i just don't eat chips anymore you know it's like <laughs> an identity that i am now and apparently, like connecting it to your identity helps loads. So you yeah, don't say so that falls into the belief part, right? So this is something that Charles Duhigg talks about in the Power of Habit is like the reason that um, Alcoholics Anonymous was way more successful than people trying to quit on their own is because mm. they implement this system of like having um, an external higher power. Um, and is that how they do it? God, yeah, basically. So you have to have. You don't have to. I think you might have to. I don't know. But basically, like, it's God. In some cases, it is, like, Christian God. It can be the universe. It can be whatever your God or your higher power is. And people having that belief makes them stick to the changes more. And so that can be a belief in yourself. And it's basically just the belief that you can change. And that helps you stick to these changes more so your belief your i am a healthy person helps you to stick to that because it's become like a core value now of yours it's like i am a healthy person i do these things yeah it feels good to say that you know like uh one of my core habits they say that when you're trying to make a, a big change you you just start with one habit just one and my core habit was just weighing myself in the morning i didn't Mm -hmm. say anything that i'd eat better really i didn't say (laughs) that i'd stop eating chips at the beginning all i was doing was weighing myself every day Mm -hmm. and that provided a feedback loop for my behavior Mm -hmm. so every day 
I weigh myself after I've woken up and I see if I've lost weight or gained weight mm-hmm. based on what I ate yesterday. And because it was this iterative process in business, they call it agile um, function. It's always yeah. seeing these feedback loops and the more feedback loops you have, the more self-aware you can be and the more you can grow with this instantaneous feedback. And I, and uh, with the scale, I have a smart scale and I can see the, the trend line and you can make it on a piece of paper. But like just to see that was absolutely amazing because then I wanted to eat well, you know, and I could see after one day if I had eaten well or not. And well, I could see the trend line, you know, and I could see in the future, I could be like, oh, wow, in three days, if I keep this up, I will be weigh this much. And then I could, mm-hmm. then I had the reward right, right in my grasp, you know, mm-hmm. it was so close. And that also and that is linking great drug. to a habit that you have, right? So, so one of the things is like, um, when you are trying to implement new habits is like linking it to a habit that already exists or habit stacking. Uh, yes. Like what you yes. call it, right? So it's like, yes, habit stacking. if you're all doing a thing and so we talked about this on like a couple episodes was like yeah my coffee machine like I have coffee every morning um mm. and I'm fine with it it's not a habit I want to change yeah, but yeah. Habit I wanted to get into more was uh journaling and so yeah I put the journal near the coffee it's linking and those two it... things together so let's count one two three four five how's it gone six seven I've journaled uh, every day for the last seven days, and of the last fourteen days, no, um, I've missed two. That's so good. I've only missed two days in the last two weeks. So, yeah. is that because you always are having a coffee in the morning anyway? Yeah, you've put the journal right next to the coffee machine, or is it like on a desk? Well, I put or it on the table now. Yeah, and on and the it's table open. where you right. Yeah. So it's already at the place you're going to do it. Yeah. And then but you're there anyway. linking it together helped so much. Habit stack. Right? Nice. Yes. That's so great. <laughs> so, wow. Great inspiration. Habit stacking. Yeah. So one thing, this is going to sound weird, but I wanted to read more books. Okay. Right? So one habit stack I've done is I like to play Minecraft. I'm a 27, 28-year-old man. And I love Minecraft. I'm just going to say it, okay? Yeah. Um, what I've done, all right, this is, this is going to be a breakthrough because I have to show everyone this. Okay, I got some sleep headphones. They're super cheap off Amazon. Oh, yeah, right? you fl- talked about those on the sleep episode. Oh. They're flat, right? They're flat. Yeah. So what you can do is you can put it on first, <laughs> and I link it to my phone. Like, this is the opposite way around, obviously. <laughs> But you put you put it on. It's like a band around your head. It looks like a fitness band for you yeah. listeners. <laughs> and then you can put some other headphones on top, like some over ears. Yeah. And then I've got the band on my phone, and I can listen to a podcast on there. Actually, no word of a lie. I've been listening to Atomic Habits nonstop <laughs> on my phone while playing Minecraft because you need the sound for Minecraft. So I have the. Oh, so my your Minecraft headphones. is in your over ear headphones, and then your yeah. So you're literally the physically audiobook. stacking. <laughs> I have two, right? And I have, 
I have it. I balance the volumes nice, so it plays together. So I can hear the zombies in Minecraft, and I can hear every word of it saying. And I try and do something simple in Minecraft, like mine, mine for iron. It's really repetitive. It's really nothing. Or I just make a a straight path or something.、Mm. But what's happened is. It's so stimulating. I can play for like six hours, listening to a book, and then I've like I've stacked something I really love to do, and I'm going to do automatically Minecraft with something yeah, that will benefit me. Yeah, and then you've listened to me. a book, <laughs>、so、and then I've listened to six、book. hours of Atomic Habits, and it's like <laughs> in my brain, in my brain, so good. Yeah, so it's kind of like that is kind of like. Training those new neuronal connections, like even like having those principles, like all there all the time, has like、mm. made me internalize them way more than I would have if I just read it once for sure. Do you know what's a funny habit that I accidentally stacked? Like I don't know when I did it or how, but <laughs> this might be TMI. Was basically、yeah. like every time I brush my teeth, I have to pee, and I don't know when I started、Ooh. sitting down on the toilet to brush my teeth, and then.、Oh. And so sitting on toilet, yeah, because it's right there. And so just you sit, sit down, brush my teeth.、Whoa. And so like now, well, I think it was、effective. just because it's then doing two things at once, right? And so yeah, it is. Come to the point where I've like created this is... link in my brain that I'm like brushing my teeth. I'm like, I really need to pee now. Wait, that's so good though. Wait, let's work with that. Okay, so when I go to the toilet, I'm scrolling on my phone. Mm. And you're brushing your teeth. So not every time. I'm say, on my phone half the time. But <laughs> okay, lol. But let's say I just thought of a new idea. You could put like a flosser next, next to the toilet, <laughs> the toilet. <laughs> so you can just grab it and do flossing. Because flossing is one thing I、I'm、definitely、so、find hard to do. And I know a lot of the community of does. Yeah. Right, and it's so good. I just had to have like a root canal to like fix my teeth because I don't floss <laughs> enough. So. Like I've started placing those little plastic like claw flossers everywhere in my bag,、yeah. in in like my like in my wallet. I have one actually.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anytime I'm bored, which is like a lot of the time, if I'm like just a passenger in the car, I'm like, yeah. And then that feeds into that like um cue of boredom, and then you're creating this new habit related to boredom that instead of. Scrolling Reddit, <laughs> flossing your teeth. It might get to the point where you get too、True. obsessive about flossing your teeth, but right now it's probably in a good point. <laughs> right now it's healthy. Yeah, I can reduce it, but like, damn, it's like working. Another,、yeah. I could talk about like this. I think this this is just so great for ideas right now. Like, can can you think of any more ideas? Because um, I was just remembering one, but I've forgotten what it was going to be. But like, so another thing that、yes. I um I had a really right, bad habit of um like chewing the inside of my mouth. So like both、oh. I would chew my fingernails and my um it's called wolf biting. So I think、okay. it's like a common in people not common super common but like people with anxiety and also ADHD and I I think it's、mm-hmm. partly a hyperactivity、yeah. kind of I eat I do it all the time or thing for me. So I chew literally all of the skin off the inside of inside. my mouth. It's yeah, so bad, and、right、<laughs>、um, <laughs> I have not actually really done it in a while. I don't know how I stopped this habit. I think maybe it was an emotional habit, and so it was related to like anxiety. And so I'm、mm. feeling a lot less anxious in my life right now, and I therefore I am like less triggered to do it. 
But when I was really actively trying to stop, I noticed a lot, I was doing it a lot when I was um, driving, when I drove across Canada, I think because I was sitting there and I, you can't move your body, your hyperactivity. So you're like, you have this cue of like, oh, I'm still and I need to move. Mm-hmm, um, and so mm-hmm, that would come out mm-hmm. and be chewing my mouth. And so what I did was I got gum and I always had gum next to my driver's seat. So if I felt the nice. urge or I noticed myself start doing that, I would just pop in a piece of gum. And so I would start chewing on that gum instead. I love and that. then that gets the reward of like the chewing out the way or like the dopamine from the gum taste. I don't know. But it was definitely I love like that. a That's little so smart. swap that I did. You're that craving helped. the the stimulation or yeah, the, the design. I think that's it's what like it is. I think it's the stim. Tactile experience. Uh, yeah, like the movement. <laughs> it's like very Yeah, you're craving the, you know. <laughs> um, that and also at that's one really point smart. I had a chew toy that I wore as a necklace. So they're called jewelry. No. And no. you can get is them so real? That, Yeah, it's a real thing. And you can get them so that they don't look like toys because I think often they're made for like autistic kids. um, So they look like dinosaurs, but you can get them that look like a jewel or like something for adults. Um, Or you you can chew on a dinosaur if you want. That's cool too. (laughs) Yeah. No way. And they sell them usually at your local like autism store um, or something like that. And so I. Or like on Amazon or something. Yeah, on Amazon you can buy them on there too. I try not to promote Jeff Bezos. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, you can just shove that in your mouth <laughs> if you're trying to change that habit. Also works for chewing your nails. So, like, that is so smart. Chuck that in your I mouth. I just seen, I seen a picture of it. It looks like a, a long gem. Yeah, you can get one that or looks like, like there's a, a gem. few. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I want to chew one so bad. Yeah. And that looks so good. Satisfying. But I chew, I'm a power chewer, I guess. That's what they would call it if you're talking really? about dogs. And two power dogs. chewer. Wow. So I like chew Put that through on your Tinder. it. I, you chew uh, through it. Through the yeah, chewery? Yeah, two of them, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they just need to up their game. They should be a, like an extra strong version for yeah, power for chewers. <laughs> wow. I think they're made for children's. Well, I guess you're like treating it like it's food. You're like, I will destroy you. Ah. No, I just put it in my mouth and I'm doing it with oh, like while I'm it. working or whatever. But that's really I cool. What a fun! Don't one. know when. I guess I have broken that habit a bit, or I just don't have the cues for it at the moment. But what I love that's smart about that is you've looked at it and you're like, right, what is the trigger for this? Yeah. And then what you've done is after you've been triggered, you've given yourself a new path. Because let's say we're skiing along. There's a well-worn path. You can diverge at that point after the trigger. And then because you're already there, it's easier to make a habit from that, a new habit from that old trigger Mm -hmm. than it is to build a fresh new habit out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So freaking, that's a freaking great job. Yeah, I'm happy. Gum in the side of your van. That's a good one. One thing I had was I would crave sweet things late at night mm. or like I'd crave food when it wasn't like dinner time. I'd crave snacking while I was trying to lose weight. So what I did is I would get the craving for that and and I would feel in my body. I was like, it would be like, oh, I want to eat some things. Yeah. <laughs> but tasty I snack. decided, yeah, I wanted a tasty snack. And I decided that when I feel that, I would drink like a, water. a bunch of water. 
Mm-hmm. And my stomach feels satisfied. I think a lot of the time, satisfied. actually, we are thirsty when we think we're hungry. Uh, Freaking, with, it's what, so and true. I think this is a big part of why, like, changing habits maybe is so hard. This is just my thoughts on it for ADHDs and maybe also for just like neurodivergent people in general is that we struggle with knowing what our cues are in the first place, right? So if it's an emotional cue, oh. we like have trouble figuring out emotions <gasps> sometimes or even just like interoception, yes. like knowing what our body is doing can be difficult sometimes for us. And so yes. therefore we just do it it's automatically. Like, it's an automatic thing. Even we as we, humans, like we, we just – are robots to our environment in a way. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we just do what is around us. If we, there's a, if we live in a Taco Bell, we're going to eat Taco Bell all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Top tip, don't live if in you, Taco Bell. <laughs> right. You're, well, whatever is bad, you know, if, if you're right next to it, even if there's a person, if you have a friend with really if bad habits, then it's hard to... Because they're they're showing it like it's normal behavior, like it's normal expected behavior. That's why mm. Charles Duhigg likes to surround, or like these James Clear likes to surround himself with people who are trying to get it together and trying to trying to be what he he's try, he surrounds himself with people like how he wants to be. Yeah, people who are and, already and, and doing that, that. Also, what it does is it's like giving you accountability for that thing. If you're linking yourself to another person, saying I want to do this thing, and you're you're doing it with another person. Someone said this in in, in the replies as well um, mm. from our listeners. They said that they uh, find a habit partner. Without him, I wouldn't have kept up the morning walk for a week oh so and they so both did like, morning walks yeah and so really what nice. you're doing then i think what you're doing is basically you're making the um negative higher making it social yeah but also like if you don't do that you're letting someone down someone down and yeah. so that's the yeah. discipline or the um the reward is high because you're like i am making someone happy and we're all people pleasers you know what i love like it's so tr- it's really true like we we can tap into that um do you know there's a one of the best adhd books is written by two adhders who are doctors yeah. researchers of adhd i've forgotten the name right now i think it's uh driven from distraction i do believe oh, maybe not yeah. that one but there's one like that uh that is written by two people and uh they, yeah, Driven to a Distraction is written by Edward Hallowell and John Rady, right? Mm-hmm. These two guys, they're both ADHDers, and they had to write a book. That's such a big project, so right? Yeah. Even though they're the experts, and it's definitely one of the best books to, to read about, um, they would, they worked as a team on purpose, and what they would do is they would tell the other person what their chapters were Mm. and they're like you're gonna do this and then they'd receive what they're gonna do from the other person because there's something about when someone else tells us to do something we can do it easier than managing it ourselves yeah because it's like the breaking down the task all of that is like a lot and so they worked as a team like i think that's Mm -hmm. so smart to be like hey you're gonna do this today what am I going to do? 
and then they mm. work together. And I think I just think it's the, the the loveliest story because <laughs> it shows that like even the experts at ADHD are just working out the the unique way that ADHD brain works and working with it. And I think that's just nice that it's not all down to willpower. It's just about being smart about yeah. how you do things. Yeah. Smart as in doing things the way that is friendly to the ADHD brain. And that's yeah. why I'm, it's good to share. The, I these, think willpower is so like over hyped, you know, I think so much really doesn't come down to willpower. It comes down to removing cues or just like, you know, managing cues, yeah, managing cues well. or like changing small things. And that's not necessarily willpower. It's like, yeah, it's like hacking your, uh dopamine system and i think that's different you know because when we put it onto willpower if we don't do it it becomes a personal fault and i don't think that's a healthy thing to do yeah guilt shame just stack a stack stack and that becomes a personality i know it did for me at one like as it has been it's like when you don't even have the ability to do things that you say you're going to do, even small things like I'm going to leave the house today. It just, it's really sad. And so I just, uh, to know it's not down to just willpower. I think willpower definitely has a factor, but like, for example, you could say, right, I'm going to try really hard to eat well. You could say a real vague statement about that self. Yeah, and but if you say, don't really, I'm going to use willpower it? to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Then it's harder. Exactly. So, how do you get to want it? And one thing that's really helped me is instead of just relying on willpower and not understanding things, what I do is I like. Let's say you want to start healthy eating. If you watch a bunch of healthy eating videos mm. or documentaries. <laughs> about what good health is you are basically hacking that you don't need to use willpower anymore because your subconscious and your deep knowledge is on board it's like yeah oh damn like i know what healthy eating is and it will automatically change because yeah i don't know how it works or whatever but <laughs> that has been so big for me like so like if there's a runner i know i ask them I'm like, hey, what do you love about running? Yeah. And I, I know I ask you it a bunch. Like, what does <laughs> exercise do for you? And then you rave. You're like, oh, it makes me feel so good at energy. And then I can emulate that. And that's so much easier than willpower, you know? Yeah. Just forcing to yourself. Like, oh, I'm just going to so do hard. it. I'm yeah. just going to do it. And if I don't yeah. do it, I'll beat myself up in my head. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. You know? I Knowledge. Think, um, another good thing to touch on is um, uh, I know that, they both talk about this in their books. Like, I think most people talk about some form of tracking, of habit tracking. Um, right. So for my journaling habit, I have, um, and you'll see this in the video, there's like a tiny little square next to the day of the week, um, mm-hmm. and then I draw a pen in it if I journaled that day. And so oh, that's, that's how I track whether or not I've done my journaling for the day. Um, That's and really I also nice. usually write journal and stuff. Um, and going to do it like a mini little plug here. ADHD does sell a tracker. Um, and so it's you can use it for your mood, 
you can use it for um, habits. You can use it for tracking whether or not you're taking your meds. Um, and so, is this tracking, a new thing? Yeah. Sorry, so it's it's <laughs> it's like on cool. the website. Yeah, it's really good. I really, I really want that thing. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> the the good thing about tracking is again it helps to give you that reward because then once you see oh I did it two days in a row I want to do it three days in a row and it's like also motivation to continue with that thing right yeah they call it like the Seinfeld principle or something yeah because Seinfeld wanted to write jokes more because he's a comedian and so he did a big cross on his calendar and so then he's like well now I want to have a cross every day and so (laughs) it like increases that reward and you don't want to break yeah you don't want to break the chain you don't want to break the chain (laughs) one percent every day man one percent better every day however that is like you can do it in your journal you can do it on your phone you can just like have a calendar on the wall like what i I love about this is um yeah fitness as well so um there's this kind of fun calendar that you can print out it's got the days all written um, sorry, the months are written in words and then each word is broken up into the number of days that are in that month. So like January has the the J is broken up into one, two, three, and then the A is. So like each letter, basically the whole month makes the um, Oh, I see what numbers. you mean. So you've, you've drawn out a big like outline of a J and then that's in three chunks and that's like what Jan- day one January one two three yeah yeah exactly and then you color in you have a different color for each exercise so say like running's red or fitness cycling is green oh yeah and so you color it in it has a key uh huh and then and you can see everything it, it makes it pretty you can see um, as my friend pointed out she's like it's interesting because um, in places like Canada where we have seasonal changes. <laughs> <laughs> you can see as the seasons oh, change, the trends. Like, get, like more outside sports. Oh, that's cool! Wow, yeah. and it makes it visually pleasing. The I wondered what that thing was. Something, yeah. Like, Addie was just like posting all this like colorful January thing. I'm like, wow, she colors in every day. That's nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do it? My and book is just <laughs> the month. <laughs> I'm like, that's a very pretty January. Hmm. <laughs> But if it all makes sense, right, it all makes sense now. So it's like yeah. you can see. So have you found that to, to motivate you to exercise what, every day you do exercise? That's probably a good idea, but that's really important. <laughs> Pretty much. Like I have break days, um, but at the so moment just I'm also something? training for sports. So, um, yeah, so uh, gym or cycling or walking or um something like move my body feels good (laughs) so how did you can i i'd love to ask you this because this is is something i struggle with is how do you manage your clothes for those i just accept that my clothes are stinky are gonna smell yeah okay that's way easier um yeah i will like change them i'll use like fresh clothes if i'm going to the gym where there's going to be other okay, people other people but if you're yeah. on your own it doesn't matter does it oh, exactly you're just running on your own and i actually oh, that's so smart. Um, i'll turn my camera so you can see my messy room but there's my um thing it's got my swimsuits mostly this is just covered in like workout clothes because then if you hang them up they get less stinky so hang them up immediately after you take them off hang them up 
and then okay. the so sweat the dries and then it's less sticky because otherwise you have to do washing like all oh, the time sticky i thought you said smelly they won't be as smelly but yeah no, i they guess won't be as stinky. Having them not oh okay good <laughs> i like that so you have a you have a, a place for that your for your work your fitness clothes too yeah well i in my drawers <laughs> but okay yeah, so there's also, at like, least the ones place. i've worn already and i have like so <clears throat> oh that's another habit i guess i'm like trying to do so i uh play a weird sport underwater hockey i might have mentioned it before so i'm training for the canadian women's team trying to get into the canadian Woo! women's team. let's go so when I started doing that um, the first time around a few years ago, I got a really bad um, ankle use injury. So I overused the muscles in my ankles. And so I'm trying to prevent that from happening, right? And I have exercises from my physio to help strengthen those muscles. And I'm trying to get in the habit of doing <laughs> those exercises. It's like Five minutes. It's very short. It's like not okay. a big thing to build. So what I've done is I put my stretchy band in mm. my workout bag because I have to work mm, out for training mm. three times a week. We have gym days three times a week, and I'm motivated to do that because it's towards the team. You'd think yeah, I yeah. would also have that motivation as much to like do my exercises because it's for my own good. <laughs> yeah, but if the trigger isn't there, it's not that. So what, having it in so the bag? having it in my workout bag then at the end of my workout routine, I just add on that couple of extra minutes, do my ankle exercises, and then I've got them done. <laughs> That's really good. That's smart. That's cool. Yeah. So you're making the, like, I think we should talk about the ADHD house because it's almost like a principle mm. that you're making it so that after you've finished workout, you plonk on the end of that your your ankle exercises right yeah is that what you're saying strengthening exercises so yeah if you're trying to do um that just falls back into that habit stacking right yeah so if you're trying to do an extra small thing stack onto something you already do and it will be easier to implement i really like that like the dream is the adhd house is in my head you know you wake up <laughs> And it's like in a big circular corridor or something. You've got a room for each part of your habits. Mm -hmm. Like you wake up, maybe you have a coffee machine in the next room or down the corridor. And right next to that is your journal. <laughs> and then you know to go, or you go into the next room, to the next room. And then you need to have a shower maybe. And then you'd then it's just the outside door and then you go outside and run around or like yeah, do roly polies. <laughs> I need my outside so like time this, like a stim. <laughs> since we, yeah, right. Since we started talking about that ADHD house, it's really made me think like, how can I use that kind of principle to like have a flow in my house? And there is a kind of, every day I've tried to implement something on the end of my habit stack. Like it began with just, weighing myself and then now I go to the shower mm -hmm. and then like the morning routine has really become something and I found it really hard to do a morning routine before mm. and I journal and then when I journal I ask myself what am I doing today mm -hmm. and then I'm I'm like thinking about it and processing it and I take my real time to do that one thing oh I really want to talk about this but I don't know it enough maybe I'll talk about it sometime but 
there's this concept that a guy called Lex Friedman does in every morning that would be really cool to put in a morning routine. And he takes an hour to do it. And he calls it mantra, but I think it's not like anything spiritual or anything, but it's basically priming his brain for how to act today. Mm. And he says stuff like, what are my constraints that I'm working with at the moment? Like what, what are the constraints I'm putting myself under? So he thinks about how right, I'm on my keto diet. Here's what he does. Mm-hmm. And what are the rules? Constraints and rules is his first section. And it's just like this process, I'm sure we'll go into it more in another episode, but I'm really interested in implementing it because it's almost like you don't, you're training your brain to how to act by default for the rest of the day in this process. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really like, like tune in next time to figure out how it goes. But like, um, <laughs> I'm really excited to see how it goes. And like, uh, if you just, just Google Lex day in the life and mm. the first thing he does in the morning is this thing called mantra. It's not like the Indian, uh, chanting, the Hindu chanting, but it's, it's, it's just him going through in his mind a few different things. Like, he, for example, one of the things he does is he rehearses the day in his brain and visualizes himself doing the things. Mm. And so you are in your brain at the first thing in the day writing in that ski path. Mm-hmm. So when you get to it, you're all, you know you've already done it once. Mm. And I think that's, that's just the smartest thing. And I think it could be really powerful for ADHDers just to have that like uh, you already know what you're doing and it's like you're mental rehearsing the day. Yeah. So I'm going to try and implement that into my morning routine. Over even the in next, like, like micro version of it. Two months. Yeah, even like a little bit at a time and like see how it goes. But I feel <laughs> so smart, you know, because I think that – what I struggle with the most is like managing my time and like how to, how to do what I want to do most. Yeah. Not effectively, but in a way that works with me the best. So, so one of the other things, um, someone said from the um, community about habits was like habits are the most boring things in the world and also the best for living with ADHD. <laughs> it's the perfect contradiction. And they said, I've got this app routinery that helps me mm. with my morning because I'll forget essentials. And so I guess it's just like a trigger to help you or like keeping track of your morning routines. That's Someone cool. else said, don't beat yourself up if you can't stick with it on the first try. Each day is a new yeah. day, which I think is so yeah. nice. It's so true. It goes back to that like it's important. that negative self-talk doesn't help, right? And remember, It's definitely that, a process. Yeah. Like I feel like – on my journey to like of self-discipline, I thought it was all down to willpower and I had a lot of self-hatred, shame and guilt for not being able to do what I need needed to do or wanted to do. And I think what's helped with that is some, I saw a quote or something that was like, um, you don't need self-discipline if you genuinely love yourself. Mm. And so it was a process. I think sometimes, you know, we can know all the knowledge we need to know. But really, at the end of the day, we are emotional creatures with feelings. And sometimes it takes going into those, the quote, 
was by Mark Manson. He's a legendary guy. He's really good for like life skills and stuff and emotions. And he said, um, he said, you don't need willpower for self-discipline. Once you, once you go into those dark places inside yourself that you've been scared to feel and you allow yourself to feel all those emotions and have the tension release and like you allow yourself to like be able to cry or like allow yourself to be able to be angry sometimes you know once you once you go into those dark places and release those things you can begin to operate on a different like kind of way of living you know you can you can do things because you see that when you do something nice for yourself it feels good when you receive that gift in your future self mm -hmm. rather than like beating yourself up and doing <clears throat> things because your brain is beating you with a stick like oh i didn't do that ah oh, smack yourself on the head you know we do real abuse ourselves yeah but that's not and a reward and we, we it's been proven time and time again positive reinforcement works better than negative reinforcement so yeah. why not do that to yourself? And it's changed everything to see it like that, like <clears throat> to not have it all down to willpower is like, it makes me feel powerful again. Yeah. Because I thought, I thought, you know, if I just had enough willpower, I can do anything. But it's just, it's just not what cuts down a tree. You know, <laughs> sharpening the axe cuts down the tree. You can't just use a blunt axe and like smash a tree. Yeah. It's and so like... um, something else that we should probably quickly touch on is like if you are trying to break a habit or form a new habit, yeah, like be kind on yourself. Um, I think that's and also, what should... yeah, like identify maybe what's causing that habit. So I think that can be hard for us. So like ask yourself some questions, like where are you at the time? What time is it? What's your emotional state? Who else is around what taught you? Me to do what, that. Yeah. Are you about to do something? And like every time you do that thing, you do this habit and yeah. like identify that, what's causing is that working it. For me still. Yeah. You can ask. Like, is that working for me? Like my life circumstances have changed since I learned that. Is it healthy for me to keep doing that? Yeah. Um, and if you want to change it, you're right. Think about like the positives of changing it. As opposed to like yeah, telling yourself you're a shit person if you don't, you know? <laughs> it's almost, yeah, right. It's almost like one of the most important skills of being an adhd is building that capacity for you to have two sides to you, which is the normal you, and then there's this loving, almost parental side mm. you need to have within yourself. And I, to me, they operate separately because I know it's just new to me and stuff, but to have a part of me that can be like, Hey, like you've actually done a lot. You're working yeah. really hard. And to keep saying those things to yourself means that that old, those patterns of guilt and shame for maybe not doing things that we have been taught since we were super young as ADHD as, you know, failing things, not doing homework, you know, forgetting things. Like it happens to us so many times that there's all this layers and layers of guilt and, and pressure and stress that we can let go of when we teach ourselves to have that loving voice. And it's definitely worked for me. So yeah. love yourself Yay. and then you'll want to start 
new good habits, I think. And yeah. a quick note, like before we finish up, because I think that's a nice kind of point to yeah, finish on. Yeah, it is. Something I found while we were like looking up stuff for this episode that I thought was really interesting is on ADD.org, they have a, um, an article about how apparently the ADHD brain is wired to spring forward into new habits. And what they mean by that is like springtime. So we are currently in winter. Um, it, there's no light out, at least in Canada. <laughs> the days are short. But as the days start getting longer, we get more vitamin D. We get more dopamine from that. We get more motivation to do things. So mm. If you are wanting to implement a new habit and you're struggling, maybe be like, okay, like when the spring starts, it's time for things to start afresh and yeah. um, like lean into that, lean into like the change of season and be like, okay, this is when I change this thing. And I think that's kind of nice and interesting. <laughs> yeah. We're all together on this. I hope uh, this inspires you to have a really great fresh spring. And uh, that um, maybe this is the beginning of something really nice. Yeah, for everyone. And, just and be let kind us know how it goes. You know, make We're small changes. Around. And if you need an accountability buddy, you know, reach out on the community. I'm yeah. sure there's someone there who might want to help you. <laughs> you can. Yeah. You can get us on our Discord. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you if you find this valuable. Um, Give this a rating on uh, Spotify or Apple because it really makes a difference. Um, and uh, just it's have a great awesome. time, really, is the main message. Have a great yeah. time. We love you very much. Keep smashing it. Yeah. Okay. Bye, 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 Take bye. Take it easy now. Bye, bye. <laughs>